glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just give God some praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, just praise yourself happy tonight. Praise yourself happy tonight because he's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. You see, one thing that we got to do is we got to break some strongholds because I refuse to take anything into next year that I've been dealing with since 1965. Hello, somebody. That means somebody been dealing with something since birth. And I'm not taking it any further. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Father, we just bless you. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you, God. We magnify your holy name, God. You are worthy, worthy, worthy to receive glory. You are worthy to receive adoration. You are worthy to receive praise, God. And we lift your name on high tonight, Father. We bless your holy name tonight, God. We bless your holy name tonight, God. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it sounds like, we bless your name God because no matter you are worthy to be praised no matter what God in Jesus name we thank you father amen you know apostle I ain't like that prayer I ain't like that prayer he's worthy but you don't act like he's worthy he's worthy I'm going to say that again, and I'm not trying to stir up your emotions. I'm trying to get to you the fact that no matter how you feel, he is still worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy no matter what. Thank you, Jesus. See, your attitude of gratitude will take you farther than you think you need to be going. Amen. When we glorify and magnify God, even though we may not feel like it at the moment, it sets some things in motion. Number one, it tells your flesh, you don't dictate how I'm going to praise my God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I was under a dictatorship most of my life where my flesh was dictating whether or not I praise God. See, we have a problem with being fair weather Christians, don't we? We praise God, as Apostle said, when the bank account is full and everything is looking right, we praise God. But sometimes we got to press our way to praise him. Glory to God. I know I'm talking right. I may not get no help tonight, but I'm talking right. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm going to preach myself happy tonight. Amen. (laughs) Glory. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about pressing your way into 2018. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. The title of this message is I choose not to look back. See, it's a choice. And I'm going to tell you, it's some stuff behind me that I ain't even paying attention to anymore. It's some stuff behind you that you don't ever need to look at again. And, by, you know, lift up your hands right now and say, I choose not to look back. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, brethren. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Or if you want to stand and praise him, you can do that too. Amen. You know, when I, when I look at what Paul is saying, Paul was in a prison when he wrote this. <laughs> He was, he was on lockdown. How many of you all came through this year feeling like, I just feel like I was on lockdown all year. Finance was on lockdown. Household was on lockdown. I was just in a situation all year. But even though he was in a situation, he said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I'm going to forget. He chose, he made a conscious decision to forget what was behind him. So this year, I choose not to look back. You know, when you look back, you got some haters back there. You got some drama. You got luggage. You got dead weight. You got misunderstanding. You got hurt, pain, bad health. Some people got bad breath. I was just trying to see if they was awake, Apostle. (laughs) 
You got backstabbers, thieves, adulterers, promiscuity, and the list goes on and on pertaining to the stuff that's back there. A whole lot of stuff. Some stuff that's back there, you, you, you look and say, you know, Lord, please don't let nobody find out about that. Thank God for the sea of forgiveness. Amen. But tonight I'm going to do like the apostle Paul said, and I'm going to press towards the mark. I want to apprehend Christ. You know, when, when you look at that word apprehend, it literally means I'm going after something. You ever went after something? You know, when we got to go to work, we go out, get in that car and go after that job every day so we won't get fired. But that's, we ought to have much more tenacity in us to go after Christ. Amen. We need to have the mind of Christ. There are great things ahead. But I tell you what, if we don't apprehend, if we don't get the things that God wants to get to us, we won't get what he has for us. Why? Because we're somewhere else in the background looking at the wrong thing there are great things ahead but we have to grab hold and don't look back everybody say don't look back you know this is going to be one of those interactive nights when I'm going to keep talking to everybody because it seemed like y'all a little sleepy <laughs> but that's alright we're going to be doing some interaction tonight what's in the past is just that it's the past and we need to have the mind of Christ Michael 7 uh, 19 says he will turn again he will have compassion on us he will subdue our iniquities and he will cast them into the depths of the sea so whatever you dealt with this year up until this day let God deal with it and cast it into the sea the depths of the sea when you talk about the depths of the sea I don't know about you but there was a, a story that used to come on a long time ago called 20,000 leagues under the sea and they could never find the bottom I don't know if you ever watched that but that's when when God gets rid of your past it goes to the never ending bottom you can't find it no more he don't even look for it no more Hebrews 10, 17 says, and there's sin and iniquity, I will remember no more. We're talking about the fact that we're going to go back to Paul, but see, Paul, he got it. He got it. He apprehended because everything that he had, he said, all of his accomplishments, they didn't mean anything. He just wanted God. And all the stuff that we try to hold on to, we have to let it go if we just want God for real. It's a lot of stuff we need to get rid of. Everybody said we need to get rid of some stuff tonight. Some people can be so caught up in your past, they can't see past it. When they look at you, they see the alcoholic. When they look at you, they see the ex-prostitute. When they look at you, they see the ex-crackhead. They don't see the new person that Christ has made you to be, and they can't let go of your past. But I'm here to tell you tonight, God says, leave the past in the past, and it's time to move on. Amen? Hallelujah. Some people are so busy looking backwards they can't lay hold on what God has in store for them. Think about that. Can't lay hold, can't grab onto what God has because I'm always turned around looking backwards at the shoulda, woulda, couldas. It's done with. <laughs> it's over. Just get over it and move on. It's time for us to move on. Amen. You know, when people will try to beat you down with what you did in the past, but truth be told, if all of our laundry is out on display, couldn't nobody say nothing to nobody. You couldn't point the finger at nobody's past. Amen. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And what the Lord is saying tonight, the last night of 2017, let it go. Just let it go. When the enemy comes in like a flood... Flooding your mind, flooding your memories, flooding your thoughts, flooding your dreams. The spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him if you let him. Now tonight, I don't have any elegant prophetic words about what, you know, what's going to happen in 2018. A lot of people do that. They, they rhyme and they put words together so they sound all good and say, that's what's going to happen in 2018. You know, you're going to be seen in 2018 and all of those type of things. But I come here tonight not to tickle your ears or to preach you happy, but my assignment is to speak the word of the Lord in season and out of season and tell you it's time to look ahead. It's time we have to cut off and let go of everything and everyone that's not a part of the agenda of heaven. Because the enemy is out here 
The Bible says he's out here like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And let me tell you something, if the enemy can get you to look back, that's how he's going to devour you. He'll devour you in the shoulda, woulda, couldas. He'll devour you into thinking that what you had back there is better than what God has for you in front of you. And we have to be careful. The Apostle Paul, when he was writing this letter, as I said before, he wrote it from a Roman prison. And looking back on the things, he said he, in Philippians uh, 3, 8, let's read that. It says, yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Now, the apostle Paul is saying everything that I've done. Now, we know what dung is, right? We all know what that is. He said, I count that as dung. I count that as nothing. Because I want to apprehend Christ. And when we truly forget about those things, the, you know, not so much, you know, not forget about the accomplishments, but don't put such an emphasis on everything else that you're forgetting about God. We can't forget about God because he's the one that gave it to us. Amen. He said he counted as dung. And he said also in nine, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but which but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is the faith of God, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. If we're going to know God in this season in our life, in the power of the resurrection, we've got to die to the flesh. And we've got to leave well enough alone. When you look at that, Paul was in pursuit of Christ to the point of nothing else mattered. And we can't even get over ourselves to the point where we don't even matter anymore. Paul didn't care. He didn't have anything else to lose. Everything had been taken from him. He was thrown into a Roman prison. He had already been beaten and all sorts of things. But nothing mattered to him but apprehending Christ. That's the only thing he wanted. He wanted God more than anything else. Where is our desire tonight? Do we want people? Do we want relationships? Do we want jobs and money and all this stuff? Or do we really uh, want to apprehend Christ? We got to think about that. But see, Paul got it. The fact is, is that only he found himself in Christ when he knew who he was without a doubt. He had the mind of Christ. I'm going to say that again. When he found himself in Christ, he knew who he was. Nowadays, you have so many people not knowing who they are because they're not in him. Apostle Amanda preaches about that all the time, being in Christ, being in Christ, having the mind of Christ, know who you are in Christ. And the reason people run around saying, who am I, is because they don't know who they are in Christ. And when that revelation hits you, you won't care about who you are in the flesh. Because all you care about at that point is pleasing the Father. Not your flesh, not your friends, not your uh, job, but you truly care about pleasing him. Today, most people talk about finding themselves in their jobs, their friends, their activities, their relationships. Um, You know, I I heard a person once say, um, they were in a relationship and they said, that person completes me. I said, wow, you got it twisted. (laughs) God completes us. Christ completes us. We can't allow anything in anybody else to complete us but Christ. And going into 2018, it's going to be ride or die for real. You either going to be in or you going to be out. And everybody going to know where you at. That's going to be the scary part about it. You're not going to be able to fake it to make it anymore because it's something coming. And if we're not holding on to Christ, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But are you holding on? Have you appertained? Have you apprehended the Lord? Have you chased after him like you chase after your job? Have you called him up and told him what you want like you call your man or woman up and tell them what you want? I know I'm talking right. That's why I'm so quiet, apostle. <laughs> Folks get to talking right. What you said is one, you can hurt a pin drop. <laughs> so when you look at these things, all of these things are in actuality our pursuits 
to finding the meaning of life. Everybody want to know, what am I called to? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? I'm this age and this ain't happened by now, but where are you in Christ? Have you apprehended the pearl of great price? Have you apprehended Christ? That's the question of the hour. What have you um, laid hold to? As we move in 2018, there's going to be a separation of those who are in Christ for real and that are searching themselves for other things. If you look at verse 10 through 12, it says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto death. Let's talk about that for a minute. A lot of people want the power, but they don't want to suffer. A lot of people want to say, look at me. Look what I did. Oh, I I touched somebody and they hit the floor or whatever, but you don't want to suffer. Let me tell you something. If you are going to be used in this hour, baby, you're going to suffer. The first thing that's going to die is the flesh because we're going to have to die to what we want and come alive to what he's saying that we need to be doing in this hour. People don't want to suffer no more. People don't even want to get a hangnail. Don't, you know, but when you are in Christ, you're going to suffer. And it's all right. Because at the end, we win and we won't be going to hell. It's a lot of people faking it to make it that may not make it in. And as apostle preached, we have to be about our father's business in this final hour. 2018 is going to be very interesting. How many souls have we uh, purposed in our heart to win to Christ? How many people today got a list of people that they pray for and say, I'm not going to stop praying for them. I'm not going to stop talking to them until they come to Christ. That needs to be on the top of the list. That's part of the great commission that the woman of God preached about this morning. And if we're not fulfilling it, what are we wasting our time doing for real? We haven't apprehended. Paul said everything that I have done, it don't even matter. Bringing it into today's uh, 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 language, it don't matter. It don't matter about my job, my car, my house. my, my It don't matter. All I want to do is apprehend Christ and everything else don't mean nothing. The Bible says that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. See, when we're in sin, we don't know what those desires are because they're polluted. So God has got to has um, have to fix our heart, clean it up. and He will put pure desires in our heart and then he'll allow us to praise him and then he'll answer them. This is what God wants to do in our lives. Paul realized that he had not arrived. Now think about this. This was the apostle Paul writing the New Testament, going across the world, preaching, delivering folk, setting up churches, and he knew that he had not arrived. And he wasn't boasting on all his accomplishments. When you find a person boasting on all that they have done, they really have not arrived. And actually it's called the big head. And God got a way of deflating that. When Paul was writing this letter, he knew that there was no turning back. See, now, Apostle, we got people that, you know, you get a little, you get checked about something. I don't been checked. Let me tell you something. I submit. I'm a teacher, preacher, apostle, but I submit. And if my pastor check me on something, I'm going to listen. I am going to listen. We have to do that. The apostle Paul, he was a great man of God, but he knew in his spirit, I'm not, I don't have nothing else to lose. I'm not turning back. But nowadays, if we get checked, put in order, we want to turn back and go do something else. And God is saying, if you're going to ride with me, you can't turn back. If you think about it, if you look in the Bible, it says that if you put your head to the plow to look and look back, you're not fit. The plowmen, when they were plowing, they didn't have time to be doing this and trying to plow because it would throw the whole row off. Think about that in today's when you think about being a Christian. If you always looking back, you will never walk in a straight line for Christ. Because you're supposed to be going straight down here. You looking back and now you going over here, going straight down here. You look back. Now you over here going down there. You got a whole zigzag going on, but you're trying to lead somebody, but you can't stop looking back. God is saying, stop looking back. It's messing you up. I know what I'm talking about because I was stuck in the past. 
I was basing my life on my past failures and hiccups and mishaps and issues on where, how God could use me and where he could take me because I just couldn't let it go. And God is saying tonight, just let it go so I can use you, so I can clean you up, so you can be a fit for the master's use, so you can be a vessel of honor. Let's talk about being a vessel. If we're going to be a vessel going into the next year, that vessel has got to be clean. No contamination. Now, you know, we're not perfect. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But see, when we're pressing towards the mark, that means we are trying. We're not letting the same old stuff trip us up over and over and over again. You should have been stopped smoking cigarettes and trying to hide it. That should have been, that's low level stuff. Drinking, smoking, sex, and all that stuff. If you never get over the stuff down here, how in the world are you going to do spiritual warfare and snatch your family out of the grips of hell? How can you, if you can't master low level warfare, ground level warfare, how can you do warfare in the realm of the spirit for somebody's soul? See, these are the things that we're talking about coming into 2018. It's going to be a war. It's already been won. We just got to engage. Amen? We got to open our mouth. We got to do something. Apostle preached a message, and she said in that message about uh, employ your angels. After I heard that message, I repented for not doing it, and I'd be employing them angels every day. When I get up before I go to bed on my lunch break, Angel, I need you to do this. I need you to go do that. I need you to stop this accident. Now, let me tell you, one day I was on my way to work and I was praying. And all of a sudden, I went into intercession. Didn't know why the Lord began to speak out somebody's name. I began to intercede for them that they would not be murdered. And lo and behold, a couple of days later, I got a phone call that it was a potential that this person could have gotten murdered. And at that particular time, I was interceding for that person and I'm not tooting my own horn I'm just saying we need to be in a place we need to stay in position as soldiers in the army that when things when God when something is about to happen we ought to be able to pick it up in the spirit 2018 we gonna need to be picking some stuff up in the spirit and praying through and fasting and saying you know what I'm not eating today I gotta pray I gotta kill my flesh But if we're always so concerned about us and what we are doing and it's all about the me, my, I syndrome and if I'm not getting nothing out of it, I'm not doing it, we got to do away with that. Because if Jesus thought like that when he came to the earth, we'd all be in trouble right now. Most of us probably would be dead and in hell burning forever. If Jesus came down here and just said, it's all about me, I just come down here to get the glory, I'm not dying for none of y'all. But that's the attitude that most Christians have. That is the attitude that most Christians have. I'm not doing nothing if it don't benefit me. When you look at the word lay hold, uh, transliterated from the Greek, the the word is katalabano, and it means to lay hold, to make your own, to obtain, to seize, to take possession of, to lay hold with the mind. Now think about that. Our mind is, God is so awesome. He created a mind that we can lay something whole with our mind and we can literally think it into existence. And I'm not talking about metaphysical stuff. Okay, let's just put that out there. I'm talking about when the Bible says that when what you think, that's what you are. That's what you become. So you can literally lay hold even to Jesus in your mind. You can have the mind of Christ. You think on these things. Whatsoever things are pure, lovely, of good report. Think on those things. Not the jacked up stuff that most people want to think of. It also means uh, to understand, to perceive, to learn, to comprehend. And when we truly allow Jesus to lay hold of us, we will become a new person. You know, uh, you hear those uh, old sayings, I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. God has done something in my life. You know, that whole thing. Well, when he really get a hold of you, you won't walk the same way. When he get a hold of your tongue, you will stop cussing. 
when he get hold of your mind, you will stop cussing folk out up here too. See, you may not let it come out the mouth, but it's all up here. Be smiling at him and saying all kind of devilish stuff. Uh-huh. I understand all up here. But when God get through with you, <laughs> when you get the mind of Christ, when somebody do something wrong to you, that won't even be a thought anymore. And the only way that that is going to happen is by spending time in the word and in his presence. We spend time in everybody else's presence. We can give eight hours to the job. How can we can't give eight hours to the Lord? Well, that's just too much time. Why? He's the reason that we breathe every day, apostle. What if God says, I just don't feel like a boom. We'd all be dead. Think about it. We might give him 20 minutes a day. And let, let, me, let, me, let me put this in there. How many people say they're going to pray for somebody and then when you see that person, you hurry up and pray for them. So you say, I've been praying for you. That ain't praying. <laughs> Stop doing that. God wants us in 2018 to move forward in and be intercessors and prayer warriors and being able to knock down some stuff that's been built up. Sickness, disease. Look at our neighborhoods. Who praying? It's quiet in here, Apostle. This, I'm just keeping it real tonight. Romans 6. Now, if, when we truly allow Jesus to lay hold of us, we will become a new person. Romans 6, 4 says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should also walk in the newness of life. He wants us to walk in the newness of life. And we, wanna, we will want to see people converted. You know, one of the things that really, until God got a hold to my heart for real, and I'm going to say for real because I was religious for a long time. But when he got a hold to my heart for real, I didn't want people that did me wrong to die and go to hell. But at one point, I did. And I'm just being real. I had a thought in my mind and a feeling in my heart long, long time ago, I don't care, let them burn. Because what they did to me, that merits burning forever. How many of y'all been there? People just threw you under the bus and then some. There was a woman that um, was ill. And I went to the hospital. And when I walked in to see her, because of all of the drama and havoc she'd reaped for years, the first thing the enemy said, let her die. She deserved to go to hell. Now, we know that's the enemy, right? I went up in that room. I said, you ain't right with the Lord. Come on, we got to get your soul right. You want to get your soul right, don't you? Yes, come on, let's do it right now. The next day she died. But let me tell you something. Had I listened to all of what the enemy was trying to say and I was all up in my feelings and emotions and say, you know, devil, you is a liar. The Lord says he would have none would perish. None. So God wants us to not only walk with him, he wants us to get all this junk out of our heart that's keeping us from moving ahead. When we truly allow Jesus to lay hold of us, we'll be like Romans 8, 29. It says, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed in the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We'll want to see his nature in us. Because right now, our nature is jacked up. If you look at the world and everything that's going on today in America and around the world, people's natures are jacked up, and we want the Christ nature. Amen? When we truly allow Jesus to take hold of us, we'll be like Acts 9.15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name for the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. And we know this was Paul, but it's applicable to us. To go thy way and be a chosen vessel for him. And he'll make us a witness. A lot of people don't want to be witnesses because it's going to cost you your fleshly reputation. 
I'm going to let that one sink in. But what does that mean? It means if you're a witness for Christ, you ain't going to be able to do the stuff that you used to do and talk about the stuff you used to talk around people because now you're a witness for Christ. That's just keeping it real. When we allow Jesus to take hold of us, there will be a level of suffering. It says, Acts 9, 16, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And he was talking to the apostle Paul, but the closer you get to Christ, you will suffer some things. We got some stuff coming up. We going to suffer some things. What's going to happen when you can't read your Bible no more? Have the Bible been hidden in our heart to the point that we can just quote those scriptures and find comfort in that? what's going to happen when people you know in other countries they're killing christians and you know i'm not trying to be the doom and gloom person tonight but this is some real stuff what's going to happen when somebody say are you a christian and they got a gun or are you a christian and you can't go buy food or you got a are you a christian and you can't do the necessary things that you need to do or you're not even going to be employed because you're a christian what are we going to do then that's some suffering In all that he went through, he had to forget the past. The beatings, the suffering, the accomplishments. He said, I press towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. It's a mark to press towards. It's not willy-nilly. It's not just something that we look at and say, oh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, I'm pressing towards the mark. That means I'm going to go to church Sunday. That's not pressing towards the mark. Anybody can get up and go to church on Sunday. Pressing towards the mark is denying ourselves for real and say, God, for you I live and for you I die, and I'm not doing nothing outside of your perfect will for my life. And it's going to take something for us to get there. It's going to take dying to the flesh, staying in the word, and staying in prayer. Paul suffered greatly, but it was worth it to him. Is the suffering for Christ worth it to us? For real. Is it worth it when your family don't want to have no dealings with you because you're a Christian and you're too holy? Some people will not back up from their family for Christ. They rather deal with it than say, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm going to have to just let you go right now. <clears throat> he had, and all that he did, he forgot the past. He forgot what he did and didn't do. And that's what we got to do. Like tonight, we have to lay it down and say, God, you know what? I'm just going to keep it real with you. You know, you got a choice. You have a choice whether or not you really want God or you want to play. There is a separation of the sheep and the goat. Paul was focused on one thing. And he would not let what was behind him keep him from that prize. You know, if you look at the Old Testament, when you look back, as I said before, you'll mess the row up. But Lot's wife in Genesis, she looked back and she got turned into a pillar of salt. Now, you know, they were being delivered from a wicked city. Why would somebody want to look back after God brought them out of such wickedness? It was something in her that was causing her to look back. One more time. I will submit to you, don't let one more time turn you into a pillar of salt. Mr. One More Time. And I know I just said something right there, but that's all right. I ain't going to get all prophetic on you, but I know I just said something. One more time. One more time will get you in a situation. One more time will get you AIDS. It'll get you that stuff you can't get rid of. You keep forever like luggage. You can't get rid of it. See, when, you know what salt does? I looked that up the other night. Salt draws all of the moisture out of meat. Now think about that. And I thought about the word, the water, the word, the water, the word. Every, all her substance was drawn out of her because she looked back and she couldn't move ahead. God is saying tonight, stop looking back. Take all that stuff 
that's held you down, depressed you, kept you out of church, kept you out of right standing with God, get rid of it. Because if you take it into 2018 with you, it's going to mess you up and it's going to cost you more than what you want to pay. And this is real. Young people, don't be dipping and dabbing and thinking nobody looking. It's going to cost you. Old people, middle-aged people, don't be dipping and dapping and thinking that nobody ain't looking because it will cost. Some people say, I can do it one time and let it go. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because if you could, why did you go back to it? There's, with the, when you're playing with the enemy, there's never a just one time. Have we apprehended Christ? Or have we apprehended the world? What is it right now in your life that has you stuck? And you can't move out of it. What is it in your mind that has you stuck? Because I'm sensing that it's some stuck folk. You know, if you look in the Old Testament, the children of Israel went around that mountain and around that mountain and around that mountain. And you know what? They saw the same thing over and over again for 40 years. What have you been seeing over and over again for 40 years? That looks like to me that somebody's looking back. Because when you move forward, you don't see nothing behind you. You forgot those things that were behind you. And you pressed. Whenever you in a press, honey, let me tell you something. You're going to be sweating bullets because you pressing to get there. When, when they're playing basketball, they call, what do they call it? A full court press when everybody got to run? I mean, I do be too, you know, but I just heard that word, full court press. Everybody got to run. You got to press your way there. So in closing, I just want to know what you're holding on to, what you're looking back at. What is it that means more to you than apprehending Christ? Is it your degree? Is it your money? Is it your job? Is it your car? Is it your house? Is it your relationship? Is it your land? What is it that's costing you to be so focused over here that apprehending Christ and going after him is not important to the point that you're willing to forsake all? God is asking tonight, will you forsake all for me? Will you give up everything for him? Got mighty quiet. What are you willing to give up tonight? You know, I got to a point in my life, and I'm going to, that's all I have really. But I got to a point in my life where I looked around and half the stuff I was doing didn't even make sense. I was going around in a circle, but the only thing about it, I just kept adding more stuff to the circle, and it looked like I was doing something, but it was just stuff in the same circle on a different day. And that's what we do as Christians when we are not in hot pursuit of Christ. When we're in hot pursuit of everything else but Christ, we'll have a circle and we'll be going around and around and that circle will be filling up with stuff and we think we're doing something. And God is saying tonight, follow me. He's the pearl of great price. He is the jewel that we need. Amen? That's all I have. What a word. Amen. We give God glory, Apostle, for what he has brought. But God was giving me an illustration when Apostle was up here. He was showing me um, when she was saying letting go of the past and pressing towards the mark. Um, Sister Denise, could you come up here, please? Those um, cloths in the room over here. While Sister Denise is getting that ready. The Lord was sharing with me with 2018 
It's things that we already are aware of, but this is what God was showing me. He was telling me, wait on the Lord. It's some people that are not waiting on God, and you're not getting the full manifestation of what God has for you because you're not waiting on him. And he showed me a person in the Bible that did not wait on the Lord. His name was Asa. And Asa was winning battles when he was seeking the Lord. But it come a time in his life when he let go of God. He was not relying on God. And he got another king to come in here and defeat this other king. And by doing that, he lost trust in God. And I'm going to read this word because this is what... I believe God is saying to people in the room tonight. In 2 Chronicles 16, this is what God is saying to Asa because he did not wait on the Lord as he did before. He said, and at that time, Hanana the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, because thou has relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, Therefore, is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Libyans a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou relied on the Lord, he delivered them into, thy hand, into thine hands. Now, this is the verse I want you to catch. For the eyes of the Lord, he's talking to you, is running to and fro throughout the whole earth. To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. This is what God is saying to his people. For those who have waited and relied on God and not have put their trust or dependency in man, in money, or in anything. God is, he's going to remain faithful, but you're getting ready to come into the full manifestation that you've been praying for, that you've been waiting on because you didn't allow a man or a woman or anybody to take you out of your place with God. You stood in spite of how the finances looked. You stood in spite of how your body felt. You stood in spite of what your surroundings looked like. So now going into 2018, you will see the full manifestation of God. And you're going to know that it was God and it was not man. You're getting ready to walk in the fullness of everything that God has promised you. And I'm going to tell you why you can do it. Because you truly know his love. And when you know his love, you're not dependent on nobody else. you only dependent on him. He said, those that have waited on the Lord, he said, I'm the one that have renewed your strength. I'm the one that have helped you to hold on. It was not you. It was me that has done this through you. Now you getting ready to mount up with wings as an eagle. You're going to run and not get weary. God said, you're going to walk and you're not going to faint because people was waiting on you to fall. But God said, I'm getting ready to raise you up even in the midst of your enemies. God said, I done set a table for you and your enemies is going to know that it was I, says the Lord. And I'm telling you, even through those enemies that have watched you and waited on you to fall, they're going to come to Christ through you because you waited on me. He said, those that have have waited on me and have not went ahead of me. He said, I know you trust me. So that's what God is saying. The ones that have waited, you're going to walk into that full manifestation. But he was showing me this with apostle. When apostle was saying, leaving those things behind, you're going to need some help. Let him hold those. This is what he was showing me. I want you to tie this. Just place it around me. We pick up things along the way because we choose to pick them up. Remember, Jesus done away with everything. Every sin that you can even imagine. Jesus took it upon himself on the cross so we don't have to take it. But as we go along our way, we pick up things. And the first thing we pick up is self. 
We don't want to let go of self. And being that we don't want to let go of self, the next thing that we attach to us is pride. So not only are we carrying self, but we're carrying pride from carrying self. When you carry pride, then the next thing that attached to you is rebellion. When you carry rebellion, the next thing that attached to you is stubbornness. When you carry stubbornness, the next thing, see, you're just letting the enemy attach because you ain't let go of self yet. See, when you carry in self, that means you don't need God's help. When you say you don't need God's help, you're giving the enemy inroad into your life. So a lot of other things begin to attach to you. You got uh, witchcraft being attached to you because when you got rebellion, you got stubbornness, it's just like witchcraft. And this is why it's so easy for people to come in and attack you even with what they're saying because you already got it attached to you. Then we put jealousy on because when all of this stuff ride us, it's not hard for you to be jealous over somebody else because they're making it and you look like you're not making it. So all of a sudden the weight is getting heavier and heavier and heavier. So now you're feeling like you ain't even saying no more. Come on, sister niece, give me another. See, we got all of this in the room tonight. But when God sent a word in the room, by faith, no matter what you're carrying, you saying, God, I'm letting this go by faith tonight. I'm not walking into 2017 with all of these mishaps, with all of this stuff that's weighing me down. So, God, I refuse to hold on to this. Everybody in this room know what you're holding on to. Unforgiveness. Come on, what else is it? Perversion. Bitterness. Self-righteousness. Come on, put it on. Adultery. Fornication. Everything that is getting heavy, y'all. It's getting heavy. See, the enemy, if you, if you don't get rid of these things, it's easy for him to attach more and more and more. Sin lies at the door and wait for you. Then when it gets so heavy, you say, I just can't do this no more. And that's when you got to go into the word of God. You got to say, Holy Spirit, I don't like what I'm carrying. And I need your help to loose this. And you loose it, y'all, through the word. So God said, whatever you're carrying, Don't bring it into 2018. God said, don't bring it into 2018. You got to loose these things and let it go. God is a forgiving God. He already forgave you for all of this. So why are you carrying it? God said, let it go. Now I want to show you something. Can you pick these off my back? Hold uh, hold them all together. seem to fall asleep there was so much on my mind 
searching for that peace. But the peace I could not find. You think it's already yours. So then I kneel down to pray. Pray, help me please. He said you don't have to cry. Let go, I'll supply all your needs. you've been going through only thing you got to do is surrender it tonight give it to him give it to him your money situations give it to him dealing with your body give it to him come on only thing you got to do is release it just release it turn that up Athea come on let it go Whatever person, whatever thing you hold it on to, come on, just let it go tonight. When you let it go, God can have his way. When you let it go, God can have his way. Come on, just roll it over to him. Give it to him. Come on, let go and let God. Monica, release have already come to your house, baby. God has already released. God has already healed. God has already set you free. It's already done. God, I thank you for what you have already done. I thank you, God, for being a miracle-working God. In Jesus' name, God, we give you glory. Come on, just let go and let him. Come on, let go and let him. Whatever you're holding on your job, let it go. Let it go. Release it. Release it unto him. Come on, just give it to him. Come on, let go. Let God do what he need to do with you tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We know that it's already done. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. How many know when you can really trust God? Really, truly trust God? That's when you stand. In spite of. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, God is, he's positioning his people for 2018. He's putting them in position. He's equipping them for what he would have them to do. And I'm here to tell you that God is going to bring those forth that's willing to say, God, for you I live, for you I die. Because 2018, y'all, is a time of trusting. This is why God is preparing your minds to trust him because whatever and whoever you hanging on to, they can't save you. He's already saved you. You have to walk into what he's already done because I'm going to tell you something. Medicine is failing. Medicine is failing, y'all. They're trying to come up with other remedies. They're trying to come up with other solutions because they don't know no more. They're trying all that they can try. But what we have to do as the people of God, we have to bring in the kingdom. We have to let them know that kingdom is above everything else because they done tried everything. Some things y'all don't even know about because they haven't told you. But it's going to get to the point where they have exhausted everything. And you're going to hear it coming across the news. If you're having this, this going on, there's nothing that we can do. So I'm here to tell you now, get in your word. Take that word as your medicine. Do not wait. This is what God is saying. Do not wait. Get into the word. Because where we at now, y'all, it's a place. You have to trust God. He's the only one that you can trust. But he's putting the ones in position that's willing to say, God, here am I. Here am I to do what you have called me to do. And upon saying that, I'm going to have to be obedient tonight. Calvin McIntyre, come up here, please. Sometimes we don't understand what God is doing or why he's doing it in the timing that he's doing it, but he always do it for a reason. And Kevin, God is calling you forth for this reason, to put you in position as a deacon trainee, because God say you have a heart to go and help people, even outside of what's around you. That's a servant's heart. God, you say, God, whatever you will have me to do, that's what I want to do. God has heard your heart, man of God, because you said, God, in some areas, God, I don't need it. But God said, I know your heart, so I'm going to raise you up. Just like I raised the seven up that was in the book of Acts, the ones that's full of the faith, the ones that's full of the spirit, the ones that's willing to go out and wait on tables to hold up the man and woman's hand of God. So God said, I'm putting you in position this Thank year as a deacon trainee, and you Jesus. ain't saying nothing yet, mm. man of God. So we give God glory.
Because God is even going to do more in this year because he's looking at the hearts of man. See, God is looking at your heart because he said you're not the one that's trying to go out there and tell somebody something. You ain't the one that's trying to seek fame and glory. You even do stuff behind the scenes that nobody know nothing about. You go into places that you ain't even told nobody that you've been in. You be laying it down and then you go on about your business because you said it's not about me. It's all about him and even the dreams man of God that God has shown you that you have been awakened even out of your sleep God said I'm going to give you revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation God said I have heard your heart and your heart is after me you're the ones that's been waiting patiently on me and say God I don't know which way to turn I don't know what to do but I'm standing So God heard you, man of God. He heard you. So we give God glory. We give him honor and we give him praise. Y'all, God is doing some spectacular things in Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. God been watching you. He been watching you. So we give God glory. Amen. We give God glory. And I want to tell you something. God just don't put deacons in the house that ain't faithful. Deacons have to be according to his pattern and according to his word. Amen. So we honor God. Amen. So we're going to let my husband pray over the food because I know y'all ready to eat. And so you can get to going. So we're going to pray over the food and move forward. God, we just want to thank you, God, for this new year, God, that you're allowed to see, God. And, God, we give you all the glory and praise, God, for bringing us here tonight, God. We want to call, God, to fellowship your name, God. And, God, we thank God that everyone being blessed, God, this year, God. We thank God we go forward, God, and not looking back at the past, God. And, God, we thank you for this food, God, about to receive tonight, God. Baby, no time about it, God. And, God, we thank God for the hands prepared tonight, God. And, God, we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen.